love, that ever-flowing liquid fire of life, ever-expanding and illuminating truth, which is always revealed with wisdom, a spiritual nutrient necessary for vitality that is maintained through selflessness, a filter of ether that aids purity, which is love. Love, a limitless paper lantern floating into infinity on the intentions and actions of initiates of the mysteries. All right, welcome everybody. We got Corey with us. Corey, I'm going to let you say your last name. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, hello everyone. My name is Corey Puglisi. Uh, how are you, how are you doing, Austin? <laughs> I'm good, man. It's good to have you on here, bro. Um, no. I appreciate you taking the time. No, thanks. I've been looking forward to this. I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, so you're having a good day so far, I take it? Uh, on and off. I mean, I started off, I woke up super early, had to go to work and, and it was, you know, just a lot of me being tired and, uh, looking forward to this. I got work after this again. So not not bad. I mean, you know, you, how can you complain in a world that's filled with, you know, just positive and negative vibrations? <laughs> yeah, right. It doesn't really achieve anything. It just makes you feel <laughs> bad if you complain and it spreads the, the negativity in some ways. Exactly. <laughs> um, so first question right out the gate is what are you grateful for? Mm, yes. Um, so what am I grateful for? I guess the... The general answer I would definitely give for this would probably be just grateful for existence in general, like having the opportunity to live, breathe, experience joy, experience uh, pain, experience, you know, family, friends. Um, That's really just kind of like covering everything. Um, But if I had to get like down to the nitty gritty, man, it's like... I, I guess one thing is, or the the opposite of a cliche thing to say would be like, I'm grateful for pain. Mm. Um, because without like the pain that I've ever experienced in my life, I wouldn't be able in any way to even like fathom what the joy is and, and learn from my mistakes to become a better person and to grow um, uh, in general. So yeah <laughs> I definitely relate to uh being grateful for for like the pain man it's like with my history with mental health that was at the time one of the worst things that I've been through and now at the time it's like one of the best things I've been through um yeah I say one of the best because the best thing I've been through is being able to overcome that and be in a healthy space with the mental health stuff and like the substance abuse issues in my life because all those things were painful but it's like that pain is growth. It's just a matter of perspective um, and how you want to flip it, really. Exactly. You just kind of, you need to see it as almost kind of like your fuel mm-hmm. to, it's like messy, it's, it's, it's smelly, but when you light it on fire, it's literally what pushes you to the next level and um, gets you where you need to be. Absolutely. Yeah. I have a a quote where it's like, um, pain is tuition into the mysteries. (laughs) So true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking about quotes, what quotes do you feel most moved by like two or three and what do they mean to you? Yes. Um, all right. So I definitely thought about this one and I know I'm going to be extremely mad with myself later on. I'll be like, ah, I should have said this quote or "Ah, I should have said this quote because there's just so many good ones out there. Um, but actually I have a few that I just leave like, you know, sticky notes on my desk. Um, 
And I, like the number one thing that I always see first is um, actually Be Here Now by mm. Ram Dass. Um, that's really one huge one that's like shifted a lot of my perspectives about just spirituality in general. Um, it's so easy to say, uh, or, or maybe it's, it's more convoluted to say like, oh, live in the present, don't live in the future, this and that. But just the simple saying of be here now is just kind of so profound in its simplicity. That mm-hmm. makes you that makes you just kind of stop and think like, wow, that's it. Just be here now. Simple as that. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of a few others that I definitely had. Oh, um, one that's been kind of popping up in my life a lot recently. Um, and I don't think it's particularly a quote, but more of just like a general saying a lot of people have been saying. Uh, it's uh, take responsibility for your own thoughts. Mm. And uh, that's, that's really kind of, at least within the last like two or three weeks has been, I don't know, synchronistically showing up in my life. <laughs> um, just because it, it really matches with a lot of the, the issues that I'm dealing with. It's like, are they really issues externally or are they like an internal issue that you need to kind of figure out? So if I'm getting like upset with someone, I shouldn't, you know, blame some type of universal law that, oh, this keeps happening to me. Why does it keep happening to me? It's the universe that's doing this. No, it's, it's somewhere internal that you need to take responsibility for and uh, own up to. And I, that has really been kind of resonating with me. I'm trying to at least meditate on it more and more. And um, yeah, uh, that's definitely a big one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one, man. Yeah. Um, be here now is something I used to have on the back of uh, one of my like this, the wallpaper on one of my phones, um, probably seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. It was so profound because it would draw me in, but like the, like how deep that actually is was not really, I wasn't aware of the depth of it at the time. Like it's one of those things that like the more you kind of sit with it and digest those words, the deeper it really gets. <laughs> yes. My experience. Um, <laughs> and actually even today I kind of had to practice that concept because I was like, thinking about stuff in the future. Well, I got to do this and then I got to do that. And after this, I got to do this. And it's like fractaling out to like three incarnations from now. Like not really. I'm over exaggerating. <laughs> like, you know how it is like when you get a thought and it starts steamrolling and, and, oh, yeah. and it's like, it was like that. And I was like, dude, what do you have to do today? Like mm-hmm. I was not promised focus on today. And like, as soon as I did that, I was like, ah, that's so much easier. Like so much oh. more manageable. It's so true. And like, especially with the be here now thing, it's just something so easy that you could say to yourself and you could say it in so many different ways. And then until you say it that one way, it triggers that kind of like feeling of like, Oh wait, be here now. Oh Mm -hmm. crap. That's right. I forgot about that. And then like, you'll hear it over and over again, again and again. And then the next time you hear it, you're like, Oh crap. Be here now. And then you just get deeper and deeper and it just keeps going. Yeah, you uh, like, like sink into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's literally just the more you go, the, the deeper you go, you'll keep on hearing it over and over again. But once you get to that certain point, it's like something just clicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like on a numerological level too, it's uh, the numbers add up to nine for the number of letters. And in Pythagorean mathematics, that's like end of a cycle. So oh, wow. it kind of is like an end where it's like you're ending your suffering by being here now and like a wow. perspective. I didn't even know that. That's awesome. I actually <laughs> just thought of that when we were talking. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> That's dope. Yeah, I, I dig that. Um, and then as far as like taking responsibility <laughs> for your thoughts, like 
that's been such a, a deep part of my process. Um, Cause like, I used to always be like, you made me feel this way or you're like the way that like, even like I had an interaction with you at one point in the Facebook group where like, I didn't like the way you were saying things and it was more about yeah. me personally, dude, <laughs> about you, but it's so much easier. To, like the way that people think and myself included, obviously, cause I'm talking about me, it's easier to make somebody else change what you think they should do. Yeah. yeah. Than, like change what's right for you. And it's like, the reality of it is completely the opposite because yeah. I can't, if I, if I get butthurt about things like that and <laughs> trying to change other people all the time, that's mm -hmm. so fucking exhausting. But yeah. if I focus on changing my reaction to those situations, then I've solved the problem universally. I think I know exactly, well, I don't know if it's exactly the, because I know I've, I've, you know, we've chatted on the Facebook group uh, a lot and uh, I've, I've noticed that sometimes I was like, oh, does he think that I'm saying it like this? Or does, does like, am I, uh, I like, am I being an, an asshole? Am I, or like, oh man, Ross is saying it like this. No. And then like, I think as I like, I don't know, we've been on that Facebook group for a couple months now. And like, as I've kind of worked on myself spiritually, it's like, I don't need to say this. I don't need to say that. Like, I should just try and sp spread the message of love and like say this or that and like really just kind of help people out rather than like forcing someone into a certain opinion. Yeah, that's something I have to work on too. And it's something that I think lots of people fall into because even in oh, like yeah. telling you that like, I think the word was must and I'm like, don't use must, but then I'm yeah. telling you what to do. So it's like really like the same kind of thing, just in different vernacular. <laughs> and it's like, I have no right. He's able to say whatever he wants. And if people glean whatever from it, and then yeah, yeah. butt hurt about it. It's just like, dude, grow up. Like, I, 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 <laughs> if that's the worst thing I have to get offended about, like the four letter word must, like really. It's <laughs> I'm so glad we both learned something separately <laughs> from that. <laughs> For sure, dude. I had to bring it up though, because it's like one of those things where I like throwing myself under the bus in some ways when I'm wrong, especially like on this mm -hmm. kind of forum, because it gives other people opportunity to learn and it keeps me humble. <laughs> yeah. I'll get like so blown up in my thinking about stuff. I'll do that too. We're all like, even with like separate from, you know, the the positive head Facebook group, it's like, you'll write something and then you're just like, I, I don't need to write that. I don't know why I did that. Nothing of that is good. I need to like fix whatever the hell I'm saying. And just most of the time I just stay out of it nowadays. <laughs> That's what I have to do too with like a lot of different, um, opinions on certain things or like oh, yeah. other stuff. And I granted, I, I'm not perfect at it. I'm better not perfect never will be perfect but absolutely yeah yeah there's there's no way to achieve perfection but we could always continue to grow mm -hmm. that's 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 just it man um, <laughs> explain who you are and what you do um okay uh who i am and what so so what i actually do for a living is um i edit um and i film wedding uh videos um so i work with a company that um, goes out and they, they film the wedding and then afterwards, like as during my day job is like literally I'll edit the video for, for weddings. And um, is it what I wanna end up doing for the rest of my life? Probably not, but I am really happy where I'm at because it's a creative outlet where I can get paid for it and be able to kind of work with emotion rather than with like, you know, sitting in an office desk, you know, typing numbers and calling people and being like, oh, can I get you this? Can I get like, at least here I can 
make a story for two people and give it to them and and like hope that they are like happy with it and they'll like be excited about it and they'll feel like I'm trying to send them love through the music and the and the way it's um, put together. So it, it's, it really is a great, um, at least outlet for me right now, uh, in terms of like where I want to be. That's, I'm still figuring that out. Um, mm -hmm. I have a lot of work to do in terms of combining everything I've learned in the past, especially with like my, my video skills. I, I know that I have these skills and I know that I also have this kind of spiritual wisdom knowledge at my like you know disposal so maybe someday in the future they'll combine i don't know i'm hoping they do <laughs> um but yeah in terms of like who i am in general is someone who like you know really wants to just help people and and make them experience joy that's awesome man I, like you talking about the uh recording wedding videos it like i never really thought of it in that way but it is like incredibly profound like you're capturing probably one of the most emotional times in somebody's life like that joining and then like getting to edit it and create that and present it that's pretty freaking profound man like mm -hmm. that's it, that's real intense i imagine in, it, in like a good way it really is and you know what because i started out um i wanted to be a director a movie director and I, I didn't really, I, I got out of college and I didn't like the, the business side of things. And it was all kind of this like elaborate, you know, egotistical, who knows who. And I just, I couldn't stand that, especially like me being such a like, like, I, I guess even back, back then, like a spiritual philosophical person who like wanted things to be equal and, and happy for everyone. And here I am in this world of just like deceit and, and yeah, egos and, and, um, yelling at people and just negativity in general. I just couldn't stand it. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, it was also like, who am I making this for? What am I working on this like reality TV show for? Like, like it's, it's a show about, you know, people getting drunk. Why do I want to do that? Why do I want to want to present that? Um, and a lot of people like give me there, I wouldn't say a lot of people, but a few people like give me those kind of like subtle, like snickers, like, Oh, you do wedding videos. Oh, wow. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm happy doing it. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it, it is something where I, you know, it's, it's a great stepping stone for me to be on right now. Yeah. I mean, it really is awesome. And you can do a lot of stuff. Like you said, you're gaining experience and that experience will translate into something else like that can be non-relative. And I've noticed so much that like when people want to sit there and pick apart what you're doing that has no impact on them, it's because they literally have like nothing better to talk about or like anything interesting to contribute to where. I'm just going to make fun of you because I, it's just like, whatever. Yeah. 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 Thankfully, like not too many people make fun of me. It's more of just like a um, snide, like, Oh, I'm doing this. And like, you're doing that. And it's just like, well, I don't really care. Like, you know, we're all in different levels and we're all in different paths and you'll find your way and I'll find mine. I don't need to be where you are. Yeah, it's like the same mentality in some kind of way where it's like they have to put you down to feel better about themselves or whatever. And it's just mm -hmm. like, if you're happy, what does it matter? And then in my own personal experience, sometimes people may start out ahead, not that it's a race in some ways, but they may start out in the position of something. And then from you staying back where you are and doing what you enjoy doing, that can allow you to kind of 
reach different levels in different spaces that might not have been able they might not have been able to had you not done yeah yeah and even for the people who are you know ahead of me air quotes for people who can't see the video (laughs) like Mm -hmm. like good on them like hey they did it they were able to do what they wanted to do and like just you know i ask that i don't be judged for what i want to do or where i am you know no totally i get it man yeah yeah um did you feel like you were different than others as a child Absolutely. Uh, without, I mean, externally, no. Like, I was a quiet kid in school. I, I was always, like, you know, very, very reserved, very shy. But internally, I was, I was just complete, on a completely different planet. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, not, maybe not literally, but, um, you know, I, I was always kind of in my own head, thinking, uh, like, creating my own, like, little worlds or, or little... Um, uh, I, I don't know, fantasies. Um, I was also very deep. Um, I always, you know, loved looking at the stars. I always was a big, you know, person who fantasized about being an astronaut and going to outer space and flying throughout the galaxies and the universe and seeing different aliens and species. And I always, always had these like crazy theories about like, <laughs> about like the universe and, oh, what if it's all like it, like, we're all in a bubble or what, what if we're all this and that? And it's just, you know, um, but I, I guess, you know, it kind of showed. So like when I was a kid, I, I, I got bullied every now and again, um, but it wasn't anything crazy. Uh, but, but like I said, I was shy and reserved. So mm-hmm. I can relate to a lot of that kind of stuff too. So um, you kind of noticed like early on that that's where you were at with it. Like what was like the first instance when you were kind of just like, I think I'm a little bit different than everybody else. Um, one sticks out. If one doesn't stick out, no worries. I would just say in general, like I kind of always had, oh, you know what? Actually, um, there was kind of an experience. It was, it was actually during a movie, <laughs> funny enough. Um, you ever hear a movie called Simon Birch? heard of it not familiar with it it's it's like i don't know from the late 90s i don't know it's like a weird obscure catholic movie i I was raised catholic um so my mom took me to go see it once and um i there's it's a movie about this like little kid who's like i think he suffers from like dwarfism or something and all the kids make fun of him and uh there was just like one scene where he's being like you know he's in detention or something and the teachers ask him like what do you what do you want to do with your life? Do you want to just be like a bad kid? And he's like, no, I don't. I'm an instrument of God. I'm on this planet for a purpose, and I know my purpose. And it was the like the teacher was like, what? And uh, by the end of the movie, he like ends up like saving a busload of kids. And like to me, and I was like so young at the time watching this, it was just very profound. And I was like, I resonate with this completely. I feel like I'm here for a very, very specific purpose. And then like all throughout my life, you know, I watched all these movies and played video games where it's like, you're the chosen one. The chosen one's gonna save the day, this is that. And like growing up, it's like, yes, I am the chosen one. I mean, I've, I've kind of grown to, you know, grown out of that to a certain extent, but I still have that sense that like, there's something about me that's completely different and very, very important in regards to the universe than anyone else. I don't know if it's a particularly like, you know, I'm, I'm not claiming I'm like the next Jesus Christ or anything. <laughs> uh, but, but uh, you know, I, 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 we all have our, our purpose, which is, you know, 
something that we're going to do that's extremely significant towards the the impact of the universe and i still feel that today this brings me to another question what if you've already done it and you just don't know it what if you've already done what you're supposed to do and it's not something you can ever see the results of hmm i can i i can never see the results of like even after life huh that i I don't think i've ever thought of that Yeah, wow. what if the ripple from one small thing had like a such a positive chain reaction? Well, um, I guess if that's the case, I'll, you know, try and do a second one. There you go. <laughs> pressure's off now. Pressure's off if you've already done one, you know. You know, that's that wow, that's highly profound. I'm gonna use that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I like that. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> did you have any odd ex- do you have any odd experiences you were willing to discuss? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, odd experiences in terms of like, like when I was younger, probably not, but definitely like one of the things that has been happening to me a lot recently has been, um, I guess like a level of psychosis that has been happening like after or during sleep where like I wake up and there's like a figure in my room. Mm. Um, and it's been happening. I, I don't know if it's like, and I'm sure it is. If, if, if metaphysics is such a thing, then that means everything is true. Everything uh, exists at the same time. Um, so, you know, everything you're seeing in, at some facet, in some reality, in some dimension is actually happening. And uh, it kind of makes me think like, okay, so even if it is just, you know, part of my brain, that also means that it exists separately in a different dimension, but at the same time within myself. So there's got to be some significance there. Um, I'm a firm believer in, you know, the whole all is one, one is all kind of idea. Um, so, so that's been happening to me a lot recently where I'll just wake up and I'll see something and I'll be like, oh, maybe that was a figure that represented this. I'm also a huge overthinker. So sometimes that puts me on the wrong path. Um, I but I, I, yeah, exactly. But I do have a very interesting story that happened to me once um, that I, I, uh, I wrote down like instantly. It happened to me maybe a year or two ago where um, I was having a dream where I was uh, on a boat, uh, some type of like pirate ship like boat, and it capsized. And I fell into the water and I was just sinking, like sinking forever. And everything was just pure black. And like, I was just sinking and, and falling and falling. And then eventually I saw this giant, bit, it, what it, it's, it's crazy hard to explain without like, I guess, visuals, but like, it was a seven-headed dragon, hmm. but but like it didn't have a body. It was just like all the heads connected together, like facing opposite directions. And yet at the same time, they were all staring deep into my soul, like deep, deep within me and judging every single aspect of myself. Hmm. And I was scared shitless. I was terrified. I couldn't move. I was paralyzed and I was screaming and I woke up and I couldn't move my body. So I was like in this state, it was the first time I ever experienced sleep paralysis. I was screaming in my head, wake, get up, get up. And then like, I look above me because my eyes are open at this point. I look above me and the dragon is still there in my room. <laughs> oh, wow. And so I'm, I'm like freaking out. Finally, like I gained power and I'm, I just like let out a huge scream. I haven't screamed like that, you know, in bed since I was a little kid <laughs> having nightmares. And I just like shot up and I wrote the entire thing down. And, and I was like, this happened and then this happened. 
And then like, I think a week or two later, I, I got this book called Between the Gates, uh, a book about like lucid dreaming and all this stuff. Cause I was, I was, you know, consistently interested in it. And I was like, just flipping through the pages. And I found this one page about, it said, you must confront your judge, your inner judge. And it was said, it like went along the lines of like, your judge can appear to you in your dreams. It could be appear to you in your thoughts and it may appear in different forms and, and this and that. But like most of the time it will appear as, and it had like a few examples. And one of them was a seven headed dragon. Oh, wow. And I was like, that is exactly. And it's funny because I don't, I don't remember seeing all the heads, but I knew it was the number seven for some crazy reason. And just the fact that I read the book and I was like seven heads, that that's just insane. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it kind of made me think like, you know, about like being a person like you're, they say you're your own internal judge. Mm -hmm. And um, it really made me think of like, wow, I have a lot of things that I judge myself for and, and that I, I deem myself unworthy of this and that. So it kind of put a lot of things into perspective, just that dream alone. Um, That's pretty heavy, man. Um, yeah. Are you familiar with the, uh, the story of the vision of Hermes? I, I might be, um, but can you um, go over it again just so? Uh, a, a brief synopsis of it would be um, Hermes Trimagistus, the person who supposedly wrote the, wrote the Kabbalion and who all like hermeticism is based upon, um, mm. had this vision where he fell asleep on a rock, he woke up and was staring, um, there was blackness, then he saw this dragon. dragon, the dragon like had this profound discussion with him and kind of told him secrets of the universe and revealed all this wisdom to him. Huh. So that's, that's kind of interesting, it sounds somewhat similar too, I mean yours is in the ocean, um, but that's pretty deep too. W one thing um, in my own personal journey, about that experience when I was um, going through a lot of mental health stuff you know the saying like off the deep end I'd be like I'm not off the deep end I'm I'm in the Marianas trench like the deepest part of the ocean. <laughs> so in some ways it's like a good symbol for your subconscious and saying that there's like this profound wisdom that you have subconsciously and also like the concept of the judge and then mm -hmm. in other traditions the dragon is like the gatekeeper of wisdom um one of the women that um, I, I do some volunteer work with, she studied the Kabbalah and she said that there's like this concept of the dragon and the Kabbalah where it's terrifying and powerful. Mm. But if you look at it the alternative way, there's a lot of um, beauty and elegance in it also. Absolutely. And then once you can kind of get over the fear of that and pass through it, you kind of get to the wisdom. And if you look at um, biblical mythology, there's like the serpent with, with the apple too dragon dragon symbolism again like another form of it um well that's a funny thing is because whenever i look at like clouds i often see dragons <laughs> or uh, I'll, I'll see a lot of like reptiles turtles dragons um lizards sometimes birds but like never really any other creatures which is which is really weird but but for some reason that's that's where my mind goes <laughs> and i've never really had a, a reptile in my life <laughs> hmm. uh have you ever studied um, Pythagorean mathematics at all or looked into it? Yeah, I mean, like in school, like, you know, just simple, simple stuff. Never really the, the philosophical end of it, though. Look into, um, I want to say it's Pythagorean numerology and look at the number seven, too, and see what it says. I don't recall that one oh. off the top of my head. 
You know what? I do. I actually have a book called Quadrivium that, like, I kind of skimmed over. It's about like sacred geometry and stuff like that. I should I should get back into that. Yeah, there's probably some kind of profound message in there that's just like sitting there waiting for you to find it. I know they say that like seven is the holiest number. Um, I've heard three. Really? I, maybe it's all over the place, but I, the only, I guess the only reason I, I know seven is because like uh, when you have two die and you like roll them, the, the probability of landing a seven is greater than all other numbers. Hmm. Yeah, it's like one of the weird tricks of like um, just the, the numbers one through 12, like seven will always appear more often than any other number. I guess that we might be talking about two different um, value systems of numerology too, where one's more important than the other. Yeah. And I'm sure that doesn't exist. I'm sure like all numbers are important in their own facet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely, they definitely are. I think that's, that's a good place to look at it. A good way to look at it rather. Um, so before I ask you another question, I'm going to do something kind of spontaneous. Okay. So I can either draw a tarot card for you or we can read a daily meditation that I haven't read from my uh, 365 Dow book and kind of see where it dials into you. Um, hmm. Which one do you think would be uh, more interesting? <laughs> I haven't done the Dow book. I haven't read it today yet. So that might be fun. Plus yeah, I don't have to shuffle a deck of cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think this is actually one of the ones that I, I read yesterday that I wanted to save for you. I'll read this, the, the one for yesterday to you afterwards, but I'll read this one for you today, uh, mm -hmm. right now. The one for today for you now. Jeez, I'm having a hard time talking. <laughs> so, uh, day, day 220, threshold. Why mourn for a cocoon after the butterfly has flown? Death is one of the few givens in life, and yet we fear it. We immaturely deny its presence or refuse to take it into account. In life, where so few things are stable enough to serve as true reference points, death is one of our few assurances. Death is not an ending. It is a transformation. What dies is only our sense of identity, which was false to begin with. Death is the threshold of this life. Beyond it is something else, some mystery. We can only be sure that it is unlike this life. Let us be unabashed in admitting that no one knows death definitively. The closest we may come is a supposed near-death experience, which by definition cannot be death itself. Alternately, we can examine other people who have died. We can look at a corpse. When we do, we see that whoever or whatever is that was, whoever or whatever it was that animated that body is no longer in force. Is that body our dead friend? No, whatever it was, that was the person we knew is gone. What use is there to mourn over a lifeless shell in a casket? Death defines the limits of life. Within those limits, there is structure upon which to base one's decisions. Whenever one deems that one's life has been fulfilled, one can utilize death as a portal away from this existence. Wow. <laughs> That's kind of a heavy one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but it but of course it matches up quite well with my life. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, I'm glad that it does. And that book is I've had so many weird experiences with it where like I'll read um certain things. I'm just like taken back by how much it, it isn't in my life um at certain times and it's I'm in a good place with death. I was exposed to it at, at an early age, but like mm. um 
it's kind of nice to have those refreshing reminders sometimes. And sometimes that death is more of like a, um, metaphorical death, death of a cycle, death of what, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly what I was thinking when you were reading that, because, um, a lot of, I guess where I'm at in my life is just, you know, waiting for that transition to happen or that big change to happen, but like it's taking its time and, I'm being patient, but at the same time, am I like stopping myself from achieving the change because I'm afraid of it? Uh, so it's, you know, it's, I'm sure it's something I, I still need to work on uh, and try and figure out for myself. But um, I'm sure when the time comes, it'll, it'll present itself. Yeah. One of the things I found too, sometimes the only work that you have to do is trying not to work on it, which is okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what I'm trying to practice right now because mm. like I always try to push forward but the actual work I need to do, like pushing forward isn't work for me anymore. Yeah. The, the work for me is learning how to stop and just be here now without <laughs> trying to do anything. It's, it's absurd, man. It, 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 yeah, it's, it, life is absurd. Life is just <laughs> purely absurd. <laughs> um, this is kind of a fun question. Then we'll get back to some more other, other uh, deeper stuff. Mm-hmm. What superpowers do you possess or what superpowers would you want? Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, if I had to say that, what, what do I possess already? Um, I would say, you know, <laughs> uh, we're all gods. I'm God. I can do literally anything I want. Obviously I can't do it right now in this physical body and with the morals and principles that I have and the, the, you know, all that kind of stuff, but I'm working on it and I'm gaining like, you know, obviously we're all gaining synchronistic powers, especially in like today's day and age. I think we're all, I think, coming into vibrational alignment with that kind of, um, I guess, thought pattern where we're able to kind of see life as this big like perfection that it is and that we're creating it um, at the same time. Mm. So, so like we all have that superpower. And I think at least for me where I'm at, it's just kind of an awakening to it. Um, now, what powers do I wish I had? Um, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> so right, right back to it. Like I, I want to, you know, get better at um, being more uh, in tune with with uh, reality. Maybe, maybe uh, talk to whatever beings are appearing to me at night. Whatever dreams I'm having. Uh, maybe I can get better at. Um, you know, astral traveling, that would be something that I'd love to do. Um, being able to, you know, enter another reality and kind of have my own time separate of this body. So then I can return and use whatever I've learned to advance myself in the now. Mm. Um, that would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that sound, those are all in, <laughs> things, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I definitely respect your belief about thinking that we're all gods. But for me personally, I think that I am like a cell of God in some way, like just yeah. a, a piece of, and it's like, just but like one cell isn't, isn't me. Yeah. But I also don't think that like saying that we're anything less than what we actually are is helpful, at least in my opinion for, for like where, where I see myself, like if, like if you imagine the concept of infinity, right. Um, if there's if like there's an infinite ocean and then you took one drop and picked it up and then you looked infinitely deep into that drop it's an ocean within itself yeah i guess i guess in my mind though just a grain of sand isn't a beach 
<laughs> hey, but like different perspectives. Dude. No, yeah, yeah, different perspectives. Uh, I, but like, yeah, like I said, let's say you take that grain of sand and you shrink yourself down t- to the infinitely small size where you're just shrinking and shrinking. That grain of sand is huge, and it's hugely important to where you are because without that grain of sand, you don't exist. So that's uh, just where where like a lot of like I guess my concepts of just God in general. We're all connected. Everything's one, but like mm-hmm. we all exist important to what we need to exist or how we need to exist. Yeah, absolutely. No, I definitely yeah, respect yeah, yeah. your opinion. I, I don't mean <laughs> to like counteract it. I'm just saying yeah, yeah, like yeah. for certain things, I like to throw the op- opposing opinion out there just so there's an alternative perspective on it. Mm. Um, <laughs> Keep that duality going. <laughs> it's not so much duality. It's just a difference of opinion, really. Um, mm-hmm. True, true, true. But yeah, I think that those are cool things. Um, they're, they're interesting. It's probably like one of the more in, intense ones um, that I've heard. I forget who it was that I talked to. They said that they wanted to be able to like know what people were thinking. And I was like, oh, that sounds like it would not be good in some way. <laughs> <laughs> you said about like, um, oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, that would be kind of annoying because then like, you know, but I guess it depends on like what he's thinking, like at a conscious level or at a subconscious level. Because if you're going subconscious, then that's just chatter. Um, There's a bunch of um, (laughs) market merc in there. Yeah. At a conscious level, you'll hear like the, oh, like, oh, I don't like, I'm having a bad day. Oh, that that person over there. What's that over there? You know? Yeah, I I want uh, Totino's pizza rolls. (laughs) 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 But it it could prove, you know, useful um, as long as you don't use it, you know, to your own advantage, you know, egotistically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. I have a question too. Like you had mentioned about wanting to talk to those uh, beings that you have, like when you wake up at night, have you Mm -hmm. tried talking to them or communicating to them like in any way at all so far? Kind of. I I had one a couple of nights ago where it was a a woman and it's funny because I didn't see her face, but when I went back to sleep, I saw her face. And then like I woke up again and nothing was there. And I was just kind of like, I I guess it almost felt like a form of prayer where I was just like, uh, spirit who's in this room, um, what is it? What what is it that you wish to um, impart in me? And I mean, I didn't really get any feedback or anything, but it really kind of obviously this is still really fresh. <laughs> this all this that's been happening is like really fresh to me. It's it's happened like every now and again when I was like younger, but I never really thought too much of it. Um, I I'd say like in my recent memory, it's probably happened to me a total of like. 10 times throughout my life Mm. but it's only happened more recently i think in the past like three weeks uh more often which is weird (laughs) that sounds intense i'm gonna make a suggestion because this is something that came into my mind you probably try to communicate in english right yeah yeah yeah. maybe try to communicate in symbols like think of some symbol that you wish to communicate because symbols are a lot more understandable cross-culturally because I think one of the things that people assume about ghosts is that ghosts can speak all languages or spirits or entities and maybe sharing something that way might be another way to connect with it. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I could be completely wrong. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure it's like half vibrations too. Cause, um, a a lot of it, it comes down to, to like what you're sending out and what you're, what you're taking in, um, and where your concentration and your, your just, um, attention goes. Mm -hmm. So, so like, obviously if I'm, 
I, like a lot of what I've been doing recently is like trying to figure out the unknown and all this weird stuff and like looking into lucid dreaming. So of course, when I start, you know, reading into lucid dreaming and reading into all this kind of like, I, I don't want to call it mumbo jumbo, but like, you know, I guess the occult or different worlds and different dimensions, of course, your subconscious is going to put the attention on that and it's going to draw it into you. So then when you're having those dreams, it does feel real. So that's probably why it's been happening recently, at least more recently for me. Yeah. I can also like back to something you said earlier too, about like, if it, if you can see it or whatever, it is kind of real and having had like profound mental health experiences, um, the the barrier between reality and non-reality is very thin and like we have this concept that if we can't um, replicate the results through using scientific method and if it's not objectively viewed that it's not valid and it's like that's so bunk in many ways because even, even the way that like scientific method was developed it came to somebody within a dream <laughs> like <laughs> the, the skeleton for scientific method came to somebody yeah, yeah. Like, how can they not put any weight on that stuff? And then how can they glorify one modality of consciousness and say that, because you experience it within reality, you're not unreal exactly. when you're experiencing so it. You're, still, you're still having that thought in, in conscious awakening. So that thought exists within yourself. Like, of course, it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that always tripped me out for a while. And like with, with the mental health thing, it's like, sometimes I feel like, you know how you have a TV and you pick up different stations on it? Sometimes mm -hmm. I feel like it's just like you're connecting to a different station, which is something that you had kind of mentioned too. Yeah, yeah. Um, in, in different words. But yeah, it is. It, it's so like deep that I don't think – it's not something that needs to be understood. I think that's one of the things as humans too. We want to understand all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But what if there are no answers? What if we don't have the hardware to comprehend what we're trying to comprehend? Yeah, that's something, well, that's one of my biggest problems is I'm a huge overthinker, always have been, always will be. My friends are like, that's Corey, he's the overthinker. And like, it's just, it's, I think it's my greatest strength and my greatest flaw to the I point where like, yeah, like to the point where it, it helps me kind of come to terms with who I am and like the nature of reality. But at the same time, like, then I overthink the simplest things. <laughs> no I can relate to that it's like one of the things in recovery is they tell me to like keep it simple which I, I practice a lot of times but then one of the most difficult things somebody can tell me which will all like almost make my head explode is like don't overthink it mm -hmm. when somebody says don't overthink I'll like overthink not overthinking it that's so true amount of thinking because if I don't think enough then I'm and it'll like, go on for like a day like somebody told me that one time uh in like November or December and I literally thought about how much I was thinking for like a week or two weeks like am I thinking too much should I think less should I think more like what if I don't think about it enough it's ridiculous <laughs> dude it's so true I've had so many of those moments <laughs> and, and I'm sure we'll never get over them but you know what at least we're trying <laughs> yeah that's all that matters <laughs> what circumstances do you feel shaped your life um, circumstances that I feel to, uh, I would say college was a, was a huge life changer for me. Um, in terms of just like the freedom I got there, not so much the education itself, <laughs> <laughs> um, but really the freedom, the, the, I, like I said, I was, you know, loner kind of kid. Uh, college was the first time where I challenged myself to like make friends and be social 
and I made I, I made sure I made a lot of friends and I, I, I had a lot of relationships, um, which was just so profound for me at the time. And also the people that I made friends with, you know, you, you get what you what you put out into the universe. So like, I got friends who literally were there when I needed them. Um, I had like literally my best friend till today was the guy who broke me out of my shell um, from that quiet person. So like, Hey, say what you're feeling. Are you angry right now? Just tell me, why are you angry? Just speak it. And that really just opened up my world. Um, in that, and then of course, you know, it's college, you experiment with, uh, you know, variety of things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> that's where I had my first, um, experience, my, my first, um, psychedelic experience. And, uh, it really, it was profound. Um, opened up a lot of doors for me and, and, and just ideas and concepts. And, um, like, like, like we were saying before, um, even though, you know, you're think you're having it and you know, it's kind of like hallucinatory, it's still happening to you. So in a real, in a sense, it is real. So to me, I kind of understood that, like I knew what was happening, but at the same time, I knew there was a deeper meaning to it that I needed to glean. And a lot of it was like just simple messages of like love, peace, and like, you are God, you are a creator, you are supremely powerful. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been kind of following that ever since. Yeah, totally. I I always joked, like I I didn't go to college, I went to culinary school and it was like a year and a half program. So Mm -hmm. I always joke I had to cram four years worth of of college partying. I think I was successful at doing like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Good <to be> <laughs> it's also uh, part of the reason why i'm in a like a uh substance abuse thing because i don't know how to do things in moderation uh, <laughs> which is uh, cool, though, part of my growth um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everybody's different people can handle shit i can't which is fine yeah yeah we we all get over our own things like 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 you were saying you you played a lot of video games i played a lot of video games and like i i'm still coming over that kind of like I guess, addiction in a, in a sense where I'm just being like, okay, you don't need to do this right now. You could be doing something else and mm-hmm. finding another addiction that's more progressive, at least for, at least for me. Yeah. Addictive behavior is common. That's one of the things too. Like addiction is rare. Addictive behavior is common because like in my own personal experience, like addiction takes people to really dark ends for stuff. Like, um, it's just something that I I like to like kind of draw the distinction between because it's important for me to to put it out there that like addiction is a different entity than addictive behavior, I I guess, but Mm. it's still destructive, dude. Addictive behavior is destructive in the sense that like it can take up all your time. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's hard to get out of. And I seriously congratulate you for, for finding a path out of it. Cause I've known so many people in my life that just once they're there, it's, it's like a, it's a hole and it's really dark in that hole. And it's, it's hard to find the light in any sense. No, thanks man. I appreciate it. Yeah. I identified myself as like the tripper pothead uh, drinker for majority of my life, dude. Um, Mm-hmm. And it's like I've eaten shrooms over like 150 times. Like, wow. <laughs> I, I've been down that whole rabbit hole, and, and I don't want to diminish like the importance of those experiences, but it's mm-hmm. also something to where I learned all the lessons, got the T-shirt, and there's only so much, <laughs> so far you can search with that before you realize that like the next big trip for me personally um, is 
not using any substances and actually applying those lessons into my own life. And I'm actually going to do an episode coming up on like substanceless psychedelic experiences because it's like being clean for almost a year now of anything like that. Mm. It's a freaking trip, dude. I used to always think when people say hi on life, I'm like, what a bunch of bullshit. But it's like, <laughs> it's so profound. Some of the things that have happened to me, and I, I wouldn't have been able to witness them how I still use substances. Yeah. And I'm sure you're putting like a different um, uh, type of attention onto everything that's happening to you. So it's giving you a completely different perspective that you're just not used to. And it's, it's gotta be profound. I couldn't like, that's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Man. <laughs> Psychedelic means mind revealing. And it's like, my mind is revealing itself without substance. It's plus dude, if you spend your whole life intoxicated, being unintoxicated is intoxicated <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you get so used to it that's normal and then just anything else is like oh hey yeah dude it's like i've been on like a a, a year-long uh acid trip without <laughs> wow maybe i should uh, no i i i should not do that uh, it's not really an acid trip honestly. <laughs> it's just it's just yeah. a different experience yeah it's a, it's a synchronistic trip <laughs> Yeah, it's all sorts of things. Um, what positive lessons did you learn from your negative experiences? Um, positive lessons. Uh, well, I think a lot of it we might have gone over, but like, you know, um, just just um, going through. Oh, you know what? Actually, I think I could I have a decent story that I could probably tell was actually a time where I was on um, on a mushroom trip and um, I had been going through this depressing time in my life where uh, I broke up with my girlfriend. I was, you know, uh, really sad. I was lonely. None of my friends really talked to me or hung out with me. Um, I think a family member had recently passed away. So I was just like really down in the dumps. And my friends were like, okay, let's go out and do this. And we went to, to uh, you know, a park nearby and we were there um, just walking around. Nobody was really there. It was kind of a rainy day. And um, I just got so deep within my own head that I was like, seeing my own death and going through that kind of like wow I am like so insignificantly significant <laughs> that like I, I I was just literally afraid of dying and just so scared and just so worried about it that my friend just looked at me and he just started yelling at me he was like why are you like doing this what's why you're killing the the vibes why are you and he was just like so worried that I, cause I was in my head, I was like quiet. He kept on asking me like, Oh, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. Cause I didn't want to like ruin what they were like going through. I was just like, let me be separate from them. But then like when he was like, no, like screaming at me, it kind of like woke me up to be like, Hey, it's not about you. It's also not about them. Just you're overthinking it. You're, you're, you're getting into your own head. You're, you're worrying about something that shouldn't even be worried about that then I kind of realized like, hey, death isn't the biggest deal. And that was the first time I came to like ever really understand what death was and like the process of it. And that kind of put me on the whole spiritual path that like, um, I guess led from, you know, reading one book that, that led to another book that led to another book. And here I am today listening to podcasts and listening to this and that. And now you know, preaching it on different, on different, um, I, I guess, uh, media and YouTube and stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
That's um, awesome, man. So yeah, so it, it's it's not the the humblest of beginnings, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's certainly a negative experience that like really helped me shift to a new understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, what songs or bands have lyrics that most resonate with you at this moment? Um. But the at this moment, uh, one of the biggest bands I've been listening to recently has actually been Arcade Fire. Um, and they just released a new album called Everything Now, which mm-hmm. I think is so f- like stupidly synchronistic to like where I'm at, <laughs> especially with the Be Here Now, Everything Now, it's all happening now, just, you know, living the now. Uh, but it's really funny because they also give like an interesting perspective on the concept of everything now. Like, we're living in a society where literally everything is available to us via the internet and TV and media. And, uh, you know, we're, we're having trouble focusing our attention and it kind of offers this uh, weird juxtaposition between the two, like everything is now and we should all love the now. And that's why we should be okay with just having nothing. Um, which is which is weird and, and very, you know, <laughs> hypocritical, but I don't know. It's just a, a song that's really, like, I've been listening to so much lately. Hmm. Um, I'm not familiar with their music at all, really. Really? Uh, yeah, they're indie band uh, from Canada. Really good. Um, <laughs> of course, I'd say they're really good. I like them. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they, uh, they did a lot. I'm trying to think of anything you might know. Um, have you ever heard of, like, The Suburbs or... or wake up i know they put it oh do you know the the where the wild things are movie they had a trailer for it uh um where they did the music but um very good band um but if i'm trying to think of any other bands the biggest one that like has inspired me a lot has been muse familiar with some of their stuff one of my buddies used to listen to them a lot yeah yeah they're they're definitely like one of my favorite bands of all time absolutely um and if I had to pick Stony sounds, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's what I love about them. They're so like progressive, spacey, out of this world, kind of like multidimensional <laughs> travelers. Um, the only thing that I, I have trouble listening to them recently is because like a lot of it is like this apocalyptic kind of music that I, that I don't really vibe as much with now that I'm, you know, more, I guess, spiritually focused. <laughs> mm. Um but like uh, I can say one of the lyrics that I do love from them is a song called Butterflies and Hurricanes. And uh, the, one of the lyrics is like, change everything you are, your time has come, rise up. Um, and like, it just kind of goes throughout the, the song, like just repeating that phrase, like change everything you are, your time has come. Um, I'm trying to think what, what else is in this song. <laughs> um be who you are it's just really cool and, and always kind of you know resonated with me it's kind of like about the butterfly effect then from what i get from like the song title absolutely yeah and, and hurricanes becoming a hurricane you know um changing be like they say a butterfly can flap its wings and and you know a couple of years later a hurricane can be the result of that yeah on the so, other side of the world yeah the butterfly effect mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly so like you never know like the smallest little detail <laughs> like you were saying before about purpose maybe i have already you know done it maybe i flapped my arm the right you know direction and that sent an airwave to somebody who made them like turn their head and then they realize their life's purpose <laughs> mm-hmm. you never know <laughs> yeah i just thought of something else too when you said that maybe we're all remembering our lives as we're dying too so you definitely already achieved it even if you haven't achieved it <laughs> <laughs> wow that's 
<laughs> That's why I don't do drugs anymore because my mind is on drugs without being on drugs. <laughs> um, what philosophy, spirituality, or religion do you find most aligned with your understanding? And please explain it as it applies to you. Um, well, I, I think I'm kind of like a student of all religions in, in a certain sense. Uh, I take, you know, I like to pick and choose what I like from each one. I was raised Catholic, so a lot of kind of the basic morals and principles from that are kind of the underlying, I guess, um, groundwork for, 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 you know, my philosophical compass. But obviously I think, you know, I've, I've looked towards Buddhism, meditation, um, and a lot of what they speak and hold true is, is just, you know, all every, every religion is just so profound in their own right. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I'd say like, religion is, is a human construct to just try and like understand the divine. So if I were to, you know, write a book, who knows in like, you know, a hundred years, somebody could find it and make a religion out of that. <laughs> so, so at the end of the day, it's all just kind of like the concept of, of, um, you know, love and peace and be kind to each other and, and do the right thing and, and feel yourself out and, um, understand that you are everything and everything is you and not to get too worked up about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, that's one of the things like all religions kind of echo the same things, different words, different metaphors, different allegories, but it's like really all the same stuff, um, different characters. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, it sounds like you're like a practitioner of buffet style omnism. Take what you like out of them and then, yeah elements of all of it sure let's go with that i like that buffet style <laughs> <laughs> um so this is one of the more heavier questions what do you perceive as your life's purpose um hmm i like to think that that's kind of an always changing thing um depending on where i'm at in life because i think if you asked me what my life purpose was like I don't know, five, six years ago, I would have said like, oh, it's to um, seek attention or to, or to, to transform things. Um, and then if you asked me when I was a child, like, what do you want to do? I would be like, I want to fly through outer space and, <laughs> and see different galaxies and stuff. But now I think, you know, at least my purpose is to make a positive impact on the world that keeps people experiencing joy and um and freedom i like it that's a good answer man we have we have a similar purpose in that respect <laughs> awesome um, what do you need to do to feel that you are working towards that purpose or goal um anything progressive uh literally they like you know like the baby steps are thing i think are the most important steps um obviously it's just a lot of energy to really you know make the big changes in life that really get you to where and and it's scary too to make those big changes like to to be where you are like you could quit your job and and start a start a podcast or start a video series that you're just relying on and then you have more time to commit but like at the same time then you don't have um you know a, a currency coming in uh but for me, like right now where I'm at, it's to continue my job, continue getting better at, you know, editing. Uh, when I'm home, uh, do yoga. I, I, I try and meditate. I've been like working on like doing it at least on a consistent basis. 
um, I, I'm still having trouble getting past like the 30 minute mark. Um, uh, reading, reading as much as I can, uh, anything that, that I feel will help me. So personal development, really. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I get that too, man. Yeah, because you can't give what you don't have. So you have to cultivate. You have to be at your best to share the best with everybody else, really. Exactly. Right now, I'm literally a sponge or, or <laughs> a, a butterfly still in the chrysalis. There kind you of go. Just absorbing everything as much as I can. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay, this is what probably the most difficult question that people seem to be like, oh, wow. If you had to describe your personal philosophy or condense your life experiences into as few words as possible, what would it be? Mm, that is hard. Few <laughs> <laughs> um, words as possible. Uh, actually, well, um, I'm sure you've seen, like I have my um, kind of video series that I want to start getting going, at, le at least just to get some type of creative outlet for me. And I, I started calling it to the core. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, this goes back to uh, what I was talking about before about my first name. Um, <laughs> I always hated my first name. I, I, I thought it was uh, like a stupid, like kitty sounding name. Like, Oh, Corey, here he comes. Huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I think it was within the past like year or two that I'm really kind of understanding it. Like Corey core, like I am the core of, of my being. And like, I like to understand the core of what you are and your purpose and, and all that kind of, um, I don't know, um, just uh, spirituality, like oneness as the core. Um, so, so I've been trying to like, kind of come up with something like in the beginning to say, like to inspire both, you know, listeners and myself. Uh, and I think one of the things that I came up with was like, you know, we're all we're all the core of of existence we're all the ultimate oneness because the core is the one it's the one thing that exists within the middle of everything else mm. that holds everything together and that's what keeps like that's where all gravity cent centers towards is that is that core so if i had to make it into one or two sentences it's just find your core and understand that you were all the core everybody has a core and just dig down deep and find it hmm. nice dude i like it yeah <laughs> yeah uh, so I'm, I'm gonna have to figure out a way to put that into my videos <laughs> you'll figure it out just yeah, yeah. with yourself man yeah make it uh, sound not as uh, crazy <laughs> oh make it sound crazy people don't want to hear that Here's the thing. If you really want to resonate with people, putting it in a way that doesn't sound crazy might not be the most effective way to do so. True, you true. You don't want to dilute your message. That's one of the things I really had to come to terms with is like just being raw with my perspective. And if I need to correct myself later on as I go and like, just be like, I'm fallible. I'm not going to say the right shit all the time. <laughs> if I dilute myself, if I change my message to make it more consumable for other people, then I'm defeating the purpose of sharing my message, I guess. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. I think that's another thing that I have to learn is just to like accept what comes out of my mouth. <laughs> it's hard, man. It, it's really difficult. Um, yeah. I've gotten better at it from when I started this, like last October till now. Um, just because I've talked so damn much that like now I'm just mm. like, I don't even want to hear myself talk anymore. <laughs> that's, 
that's how I feel in this podcast. I feel like I, I've like just been talking, talking, talking. I'm like, geez, wow, I, I haven't talked like this in a long time. <laughs> Uh, I actually need to like, it's good for me. I like listening to other people so I don't have to listen to myself. And it's not that I don't like myself talking. It's just, mm -hmm. I know my perspective. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you have a lot of profound stuff that I really, uh, I really um, admire. Thanks, man. I, from getting my ass kicked a lot in life. <laughs> from looking up in the dirt at the stars, man. So, <laughs> um, Who inspires you? Um... Oh, geez. Uh, so many people. Uh, I, I feel like just naming one person is kind of, you know, doing a disservice to all the influences I've had in my life. Um, uh, most recently has been like, you know, Brandon from the positive head, like everything he said has really helped like change my life around. Um, uh, then like, I can bring it back to like, you know, certain film directors have changed my perspective on just like reality, like Christopher Nolan. He's a, a huge inspiration in my life um, in terms of Inception and, and Interstellar. Those movies, I think, are fantastic. Uh, then you got like, you know, uh, uh, the band Muse, the, the lead singer, Matt Bellamy, his lyrics are just so profound and deep. And they've really just, you know, helped change just my pers perspective on a lot of things. Uh, and then like, there's all the authors and different books that, uh, I've read and it's, it's just so hard to name one person. So the bulk of humanity really inspires you. <laughs> exactly. That's a, that's a great answer. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Uh, Brandon really, uh, Brandon's reason that I really do this now, because I, when I first, uh, before I started this, I reached out to him and like told him how much his work has affected me in a positive way. And that like, I wanted to do something like this and he was like, we'll do it. Like, and here I am almost a year later, still doing it. Like, um, that's awesome. He's had an extremely profound effect on a lot of people. He it's just has a, he has a very distinct and I, I think it's like almost meant to be kind of like personality and like voice towards what he's like saying. Like, like when he's speaking, it's just a very like, it, it draws you in and it makes you understand it so simply. Mm -hmm. And I, th I think that's why he's just, and uh, I think I heard it in an episode where like Teal Swan was talking to him and he, she was like, he is a bridge person and he connects the people who like don't understand to the people who do understand. And I think that's a really important person to have in your life. And that's why he's so inspiring. Yeah, absolutely. No, he, he's, he's a solid dude. Um, yeah. I, I always, I don't listen to his podcast that much anymore because doing this, like subconsciously you trickle stuff in and then you repeat stuff. So in order to remain original, I, I have to tune out stuff that I like and go my own. <laughs> There's a point like where if a teacher is good enough, you no longer need the teacher and you're your own teacher in lots of ways. And he never yeah. wanted to roll a teacher anyhow, really. So it's like, I, yeah. I respect his stuff. I, I, participate in in his group but i don't listen to it out of respect for the fact that i don't want to just be parroting his stuff i guess mm, see no that's exactly how i feel when i when i did my video back in um february and then i posted uh the episode on on the facebook group i was like re-watching and i'm just like i'm saying the same stuff that brandon's saying i need to be more original i mean but again like it was good for me to at least get something out and just be like this is what i made and, and you know, yeah, let me know you gotta start man you gotta start and you just gotta stick with it and from my own personal experience, some episodes you're going to do are, are going to suck no matter how much you do it. Cause some stuff I do, I'm like, 
I did not like that. But some of the ones I personally don't like help people way more than I thought that they would. Because even though I don't like it, doesn't mean other people don't. And some of the ones that like I'm incredibly proud of have like no effect. On and it's just like, okay, well, if I'm not doing it, I, I do it for me because I enjoy it. So I win in that way and I'm doing it to help people. So it doesn't really matter how it plays out or who it reaches or how it affects them. Mm-hmm. as long as I do it really I mean yeah doing it with no expectation of anything for it because it's not like I'm making money off of doing okay this is one of the last questions what books would you recommend to others or what books impacted you the most just like two or three um all right yeah uh what books I guess the first book that really like I guess put me on the right path was um, Zen and the Art of Happiness uh, by Chris Prentice. That was really um, just profound for me, just because when I, when I first read it, I really didn't know anything about like, I guess, law, not, they don't really talk too much about the law of attraction, but like just the general principle of like, the universe has got your back and like, you don't need to worry. It's all in, like happening inside of you. Um, and I think the the one quote that's in it is like, everything that happens to me is the best possible thing that can ever happen to me. Mm. And I think that that like really like hit me. Cause I was like, wow, wait a minute. If that's true, then that means that everything, even like the tiniest speck of dust is in the right place at the right time. It's all perfect. And that just kind of made me like stop and like think, especially where I was at in my life. It was just like, I was in a very bad place and that just completely 180 me to be like, wait a minute, hold on. Um, and it's a short book. It's it's really simple. And it just kind of goes over the basics and like, hey, this is this is what the universe is. If you look at science, this backs it up. And like, you can notice it within the law of attraction. You can notice it with here and just relaxed and enjoy life. Um, <laughs> and like, yeah, pain is a teacher and this is that. So I, I, that was definitely a profound book um, that I read. Um, I'm trying to think if there's one other one i guess just real quick i'll just say um be here now of course was a big one for me yeah i still have to dive into reading that again i have it sitting downstairs i look forward to it that's an amazing book it's so great because especially just the way it's like written and it's just the fonts and the pictures it's just so profound and it's it feels like you're reading like a sacred text and it makes you feel like the words are just more powerful than they actually are Mm or i shouldn't say than they actually are i should say like even more powerful than they already are. Yeah, it presents them in a way where they're more charged than just reading it like standard on a page. It has exactly. a effect on your consciousness because of the symbols and the pictures and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I've asked previous guests to end the show in their own fashion. You don't have to, but you're allowed the last word. Also, before I say that, um, thank you. And if you want to drop the link for your um, YouTube thing or whatever, I'll put it in the description for you. If you no. see- um, thanks for having me. This has been really fun. <laughs> Glad to kind of uh, talk ab- about this, you know, in, in more detail because uh, lately it's just been kind of me talking to myself to a camera. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I'm trying to think uh, of a cool thing to say to end this out. <laughs> Any suggestions? <laughs> Whatever comes to mind naturally is what you're supposed to say. Just get yourself okay. out of the way of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, 
um, you know, keep searching for your purpose, find your inner core, find, uh, find it, dig down deep, get messy, make mistakes, um, and have fun. Uh, life is one big ride and just, you know, enjoy it. Don't believe, don't follow, do not consume, do not watch. Largely what I'm talking about here is reclaiming experience. This is what's been taken from us. It's a self-advancing, self-expanding, self-defining process. And it takes no prison. The real world isn't a spiritual world, it isn't a material world, it isn't an empty world, it isn't a solid world, it's simply...